the richest among the his kindred and the relatives. Vagva Vasistaha. So who is Vasistha? Who is the richest? Vag, the organ of speech, is the richest. Yavai Pradishtham Veda Pratihatishthade. So one who meditates upon the Pratishtha, the very basis, he also becomes the basis for the people around him. Yavai Sampadam Veda, one who meditates upon prosperity, also becomes prosperous. <coughs> All his desires are satisfied. Yavai Ayatanam Veda, one who meditates upon the abode, he also becomes the abode for the people around him. <coughs> so, one, the organ of speech is declared as the richest. Chakshu, the organ of sight is declared as the basis. Shrotram, the organ of hearing is declared as the prosperity. And mind is declared as the ayatram, the abode. <coughs> This is being told to ultimately tell that all these attributes that these organs have are due to prana, not due to themselves. This is what is going to be told. <coughs> For that, the Upanishad tells us an Akhyayaka, a story. Adha pranaha Once upon a time, the sense organs of perception and action they disputed among themselves, Aham Shriyasi, to establish the superiority of the self. Aham Shriyanasmi, Aham Shriyanasmi, I am the most superior among all, I am the most superior. In this manner, they disputed to establish their superiority. They could not come to a conclusion because each one claimed to be superior. And perhaps each one also said, why I am superior? They have prana, prajapatim, pitaram, etya uchahu. Since they among themselves could not come to a conclusion, therefore they went to prajapati, the creator, the father of all the creatures, pitaram, the father. Having approached him, uchahu, they told prajapati, Bhagavan kona shristhaiti. Hey Bhagavan Varivyar Sir, Humangas is the Shrestha, the best or the greatest. It is. In a very diplomatic manner, Prajapati replied to them, Tam Hovacha Yasminna Utkrande Shriram Pabishthatram Yavadrushyeda Sava Shresthaidi. He wanted the sense organs themselves to arrive at the conclusion as to who is superior rather than him telling. Because then the other people will be hurt. If it is said that this one is superior, the rest will be hurt. Because it's an emotional situation. But here, therefore, it is best that they themselves come to a conclusion. So Prajapati gave a very wonderful criteria. Yasmin utkrante shriram papishtadram yodrushyeda by the departure of whom this body becomes the most contemptible. So, so as though the body is dead, so most contemptible it becomes. That is the Shrestha, that is the best among you, the greatest among you. 
Sahavak Uchakrama. Then the organ of speech, whatever proves superiority in that word, it left this body, the Karikana Sangata, the assembly of the sense organs, mind, etc., the organ of speech left. Samvatsam Prosya went in exile for one year. Pariyati Uvacha then came back and saw that this fellow, everybody is okay. This, the, the Sangata, the body-mind complex is functioning all right. Katham Asakata Rute Mat Jeevitamedi. This song of speech asked the rest of them, Hey, how are you able to live without me and function without me? Yatha akala avadanta prananta pranayana. Just as the people who are dumb without the organ of speech, how they conduct themselves without speaking. But then they breathe with prana, they see with the eyes, they hear with the ears, they think with the mind, and so we also live. Then chakshuhu, shrotram, mana, one by one. So we are, the, the Upanishad specifically mentions these four most important organs. It means all organs of perception and all organs of action, but then of them the first four most important are mentioned. Speech is with which you communicate and here ears are with which you receive the communication. The recital of Veda also is done by speech. You listen to your teacher and learn and you recite, that's how the organ of hearing and organ of speech are extremely important. And eyes of course are important because with that you see your guru and whatever is desirable to be seen. Because eyes are those which guide the rest of the body as to where to stab, where not to stab, etc. And of course mind which is required for functioning of all the sense organs. Each one of them left this body, stayed in exile for a year, came back and discovered that this Sangata was able to function without them. No doubt there was some handicap. It functioned as a handicapped Sangata. Because a dumb person is handicapped, a blind is handicapped, a deaf is handicapped, a person with undeveloped mind also is handicapped. But they function anyway. Now comes prana. So prana, the vital air, is of course the most important. And this is recognized because even for reciting, you know, for speech you require prana. For reciting the Vedas for great length of time, it also had, you know, the, uh, the swaras and so forth, you require the prana. <coughs> So then, prana attempted to depart, not even left, it attempted to live. Yatha suhaya spadvisha shankun sankhyadev evam itaran prana samkhyadat. Just as a well-bred, spirited, powerful horse, which is tied, who is tied to the pegs with the with the ropes, how he pulls out the pegs. So when the rider climbs a horse, mounts a horse, and wants to test, you know, how strong and how agile the horse is, and gives one whip, 
and right away the horse wants to run and pulls out those pens. Similarly also, the all rest of the sense organs which are compared with pegs, they all felt as though they were being uprooted from their places. So this was the tense they recognized, of course, that prana is the most superior. So this was the most non-violent way on the part of Prajapati to communicate with these people so that nobody, they they receive themselves. <coughs> Bhagavan Edi, please remain here, don't go away and be our master. You are the, the best or the most superior among us, you are the greatest among us. Ma please do not depart, please do not leave. Then each one of these four came forward and praised Prana. Adahinam Vagavasa, organ of speech, say to Prana. Yadaham Vasishthosmi, Tvamtad Vasishthosmi, that I thought that I am the richest, but I realize that you are the richest, it is your richness which gets reflected in me, and therefore the richness, richness that I have is not because of me, it is because of you. Then the I is organ of sight state. that I am the basis. I am not the basis, you are the basis. I thought I was the basis, but I realized that you are the basis. I am what I am because of you. Shrotram Vacha, organ of hearing told Prana, that Sampadasmi, that I thought I am the prosperity, you are the prosperity. Mana Vacha, Yadam Ayatanamasmi, that I am the very abode, that is because you are the abode. And therefore Upanishad says, Navai vacho na chakshunshi na shrotraina manam siddhya chakshade. The sense organs are not called vacha, the speech. If speech was the greatest among them, then, and if the ability of rest of the sense organs depended upon speech, then all the organs would have been called speech. Or chakshunshi, that is, or shrotraina he ears or manamsi the mind. But no, people do not talk about the sense organs in this manner. Pranayati achakshate. They say, these are all pranas. Sense organs of perception and action of prana. Because prana is the greatest among them. Not only that, they are all manifestations of prana. Is one prana alone that manifests various faculties of organs which are called organs of perception and action. Yasmat pranamukhyeva etani sarvani bhavate because the prana, the mind of that, that has become all these various faculties. Therefore, they are called pranas. <coughs> On the page 165, continuing. So thus, the uh, the text is explained by Bhashyagara. Now says Anandagiri, in line 31, 
quarrel among each other, disputed among each other, and acting like the sentient conscious beings. That one, one by one they depart from this body, that they can depart and they come back and then again get, in, get back to that place. All of them together into Prajapati. All of this doesn't sound, uh, you know, this is Yathashvatam. This is the story that we are told. So should we take the story literally? If you take the story literally, then these questions are there. Nanuidi Subhashyakara says the sixteenth line. Nanu Kathamidam Yuktam Chaitana Vanteva Purusha Aham Shrishthatahe Vivadantaha Anyonyam Hey, how this can be? This is not proper. Doesn't seem doesn't sound right. Chitanavanteva Purusha. Just as human being or conscious being, Aham Shrishthatae Vivadanta. Then this kind of vivada or dispute is possible among human beings who are conscious beings and that they can dispute among themselves for establishing the self-superiority. Anyonus Pardheran, they compete with each other. All of this is possible for human beings. How is it possible for the sense organs? Siddhanandagiri, Gata Purusha, Chetanavanta, Yavadamana. Just as human beings, Chetanavanta, who are conscious beings, vivadamana, they argue, they dispute. Spanante, they compete. Tatha, vagade, achetana. Many, this disputing, having self all of them arise from self-consciousness. The reason why a person competes, disputes, wants to prove the superiority is because of this self-consciousness. Human being is a self-conscious entity, conscious of himself or herself. And what is the, that being the case also, not only I am conscious of myself, but I also have the, a habit of judging myself. Just consciousness is not, not bad, but self-judgment is the samsara. Because it is the nature of intellect to judge whatever it comes in contact with. And the first thing that the intellect experiences is the self. Because self is self-effulgent. You cannot escape from experience of self. And therefore, self-conscious means there is constantly an experience of the self. And therefore, there is an opinion or judgment about the self. And what is the judgment? What is his opinion? That I am no good. 
I am not adequate. Basically, I am inadequate. This is a basic opinion that one has about oneself. And second thing about human being also, because their self-consciousness always compares himself or self with others. So, even buffalo also has some kind of self-consciousness and buffalo. So it acts with, you know, it reacts to buffalo in one way and cow in a different way and dog in a third way, etc. So that kind of self-consciousness may be there. But then, to judge oneself and compare oneself with others also is a typical thing about human being. And because of this comparison, there is a complex that I am superior or I am inferior. If comparison is not there, just as a cow does not compare herself with anybody else and doesn't feel inferior because of a, of a broken horn, or another cow doesn't feel superior because it is a shapely horn, or one cow gives less milk, another cow gives more milk, cow does not lose any sleep over that. But poor human being, he loses sleep. That I could not produce as much as somebody else. I could not produce as much milk as somebody else did and so on and so forth, you know. Anyway, so this is our spardhante. Then then, there is, a, there is a strong need to feel good about oneself. Basically, I feel inadequate and then I don't feel good about myself. There is self-non-acceptance and I cannot live with self-non-acceptance. Therefore, there is a need for me to feel good about myself. When can I feel good about myself? Only when I am superior. Superior to others with whom I compare myself. Now therefore, either I work hard and become superior to them and or I pull somebody's legs and make them inferior. One of them. Both the, generally both of these methods are employed. Either I make my line be longer than what it is and or I make the other line shorter. It's called samsara, you know. This is where everybody, all human beings are steeped into this. And so, this is what is, and therefore, this is all a possible human beings. You know, it says vivadantas, pardande. It's all possible for human being because of the self-consciousness, because of the self-judgment, because of the comparison, because of sense of inadequacy, because of self-non-acceptance. Because of the strong need of being acceptable to oneself and acceptability is there only when I am better than somebody else. See, this capitalistic or market economy preys upon this, preys means feeds upon this. This complex on the part of human being that I need to feel good about myself and I can be good only when I am better than somebody else. You live with children also. I told you this earlier. Many years ago, in our Bhaviyar, there was an annual program. And so, the Bhaviyar Sevika I told all the children beforehand, the Swami is coming, so let us work on a project. You make an ashram of your imagination. And so children brought ashram, you know, made from different kind of materials and different things, and nice things. So we uh, looked at all of them, appreciated. <coughs> Each child was appreciated. But then though somebody could not put up with this. He says, that's all right, Swamiji. But who is the best? I say, everybody is good. Now, who is the best? 
Jesus wanted to know that. And so, the need, and then we always encourage children, you know. So children are encouraged alright, because there is a need to have ego gratification, and so you do that. So just see, see any cat, then you give a certificate, best parent and stuff like that, you know. So you, but then, basically this need remains until you die anyway. So that being the case, this is a need that governs in what I do. <coughs> so this is all, and so these fellows know that. Therefore they, they feed upon this, they prey upon this. They create competition. And they create a competitive atmosphere right in the place of work itself, where each one, even though they are all colleagues, but they compete with each other. Outwardly it's all nice, you know. They all talk to each other very nicely, this, then they all supposedly work together and everything is fine. But internally, this spada goes on. And it brings all kinds of hurt and all sorts of problems, you know. Anyway, so all of this is possible. That is why Prajapati knew this. So Prajavati did not declare who is the uh, who, who is the greatest among them. Says you better decide yourself. You don't ask me to decide. But then I'll tell you how you can decide. And so very intelligently give them a criteria so that they themselves could decide. Each one asserted on myself and then discovered, you know, what their place was. And fortunately, they were humble enough to accept, and then everything worked out all right. Usually we don't do that. When I feel that I am not alright under this condition, then I seek some other condition to prove. And then that is not why I seek a third condition to prove. This is how the whole life comes to an end, you know. A poor human being is a miserable creature. But anyway, <coughs> so all of this is alright. Yeah, so how do I that? How do you find this thing in these organs of sense organs? Yada purusha chetanamanta vivadamanas paradhante. So, because human beings are self conscious, therefore vivadamana. And therefore they know, compare themselves with others, and then they argue with each other, they dispute. Sparadhante they compete. Tata vagadeha But then this vagadeha, the organs are achetana, they are unconscious. Therefore they don't have consciousness. So, there is a question of self consciousness. Svakīya śrēṣṭhattva siddhyardam vipradipannāha mithas pardhevare naivayuktam. And then like human beings, they also svakīya śrēṣṭhattva siddhyardam. Now when is the need to prove one's uh, greatness? When there is a complaint that I am not great. You know, the reason why the need to prove the greatness is because the conclusion that I am not great. Otherwise, why do you to prove the greatness? Nobody wants to prove that I exist. You know, I don't have any doubt that, that I exist, therefore there is no attempt at all to prove that I, I exist. But about everything else, there are complexes. And I feel internally that I am not great enough. But then I can, I can feel great enough only when I prove my greatness. And therefore, vipratipan, so svakiya shrishthatvasiddhyartham, for proving one's own greatness. <coughs> so we all of them arrive at different conclusions about themselves. Therefore, mithas paradeyaraniti. 
among themselves they compete. It's all right for human beings. Neva yuktam achetaneshu svaradade adarsanadityartha. But doesn't say be right that this kind of thing should exist in case of sense organs because unconscious entities, you do not find stones arguing with each other or trying to prove their superiority or table and chair. You know, there is no problem. The table feels that look at this, I am carrying all the burden and look at the chair, it has the privilege that Swami sits on that, you know, and then does all kinds of things and look at me, he keeps on all the time tapping me, etc. That's what table feels comparing to chair. But chair feels different. Look at me, I have to carry all the burden all the time, you know, and he pulls me up and down and does all kinds of things, you know. So, what one person looks upon as a privilege, this person looks upon that as a disadvantage. And what other person looks at privilege, <laughs> it's amazing, you know, but anyway. So, but we never find inert things, unconscious things that, that the cupboards are competing with the chairs and stuff like that. We don't find that. Similarly, how does Upanishad say that these sense organs are competing with each other, etc. So, naiva yuktam. So, this is a, a, a simple uh, question asked here, you know. <clears throat> Kincha, furthermore, you know, then they're talking, they send the thing, you know. Even if they're self-conscious thing, how can they talk? Kincha, vaan vetariktanam anyonam vachanam eva anusitam. The only organ that can talk is the organ of speech. But you find eyes also are talking and mind also is talking and ears are also talking. Vaan vetariktanam anyonam vachanam eva anusitam. So those organs without the organ, other than organ of speech, they could not talk to each other anyway. Vachanasya vāvyāpāratva, because speaking is vyāpāra, is activity of the organ of speech. So how do you other know talk, even if you accept them to be conscious entities, how do they talk? <coughs> so Vāsyaka says, nahi, nahi. Chakshuradinam Vacham Pratyakhyaya Pratyakam Vadanam Sambhavade Chakshuradinam The eyes and other sense organs Vacham Pratyakhyaya They have dismissed the organ of speech but without the organ of speech Pratyekam vadanam na sambhavade. They cannot talk to each other without the speech. Kincha vagadhyanam dehat asarpanari ayuptam achetanatvar. Further. So first of all we find them acting as though they are sentient being which is not the case. Secondly, we find them, even though they were sentient beings, we find them talking, which also is not possible for any organ other than speech. 
and thirdly, deha asarpanari ayuktam, and then departing with his body and coming back, etc. Ayuktam, then also he is improper achetanatva, because they are unconscious or insentient, therefore how can they depart and come back? So Vashtakara says, Tatha apagamo deha punah praveshah brahma gamanam pranastu tirva upapadhyate tatha apagamo deha the living, departing from the body, going away from the body. Punah praveshah again, entering the body. Brahma Gamanam, all of them together, they went to Brahmaji or Prajapati. Pranastuti, each one of them praised the prana. Pukavadhyade. Now, so who? See, that means, Vasabdha Nayitityasya Anukarshanartha. Pranastuti Rva Upapadhyade. If you take that sentence alone, then you know what the meaning will be? All of the Upapadhyade is quite tenable. But this va says that nahi must be brought in here. So nahi upavadhyate. Now this is not tenable. <coughs> that they depart from the body, go to Brahma, etc. This is all, none of them is tenable. And so, as the person doesn't know this is a question, just to bring, to uh, help us understand what is the perception of Shastra in all of this. <coughs> Sri Ramagiri in the page 166. Anyada Chetana Vatya Devata Tavi Adishitatwa Tadatme Abhiprayana Vagadinam Chetanatva Sambhavar Vadanadi Vyavara Sambhodidi Agnir Vag Bhutva Mukam Pravishat Ityadi Shadim Anasatya Uttaram Ahat. Vashyakara replies this question. So Vashyakara, Hamko to bhi vakalat karni padti hai. Hamko to shastra ke vakalat karni padti hai. Meaning you have to defend the shastra. So when this question arises, like our children ask, what? Run in there, you know. So when we tell them stories, they don't make sense. Oh, the father, he, he cut this, the head of the son, you know. When, when Lord, this Ganesha and Lord Shiva in the fight and things like that, you know. And why elephant head? So, we don't have answers to many, because this question never occurred to us, you know. And therefore, then we have to, so we have to look into the thing, you know, as to what. But then, suppose any all symbolic meanings are there, but you can't tell these children, you know, all symbolic meaning. So, children will always take the literal meaning. And they will get confused. Then none of these stories you can tell really. Not a single story you can tell. Because all of them have some funny thing, you know, as far as the child is concerned. When you are able to have, when you are Shraddha and Bhakti and give them benefit of doubt and everything is okay, that Lord Vishnu goes as Vamana and then sees Balirāja, you know, goes back on his words, he demands three steps and then becomes 
cosmic person. No, that's not fair. This is not right. That's cheated. Then Bhagavan can cheat. Now you see, how to explain that? So which story will you tell? When I even told the story of Prahlada and how Lord appeared from, from a pillar, oh, he didn't have compassion. Lord did not show compassion. <laughs> now what will you say? So where will you bring, what value you see? So what is compassion, what are the boundaries of compassion, etc., etc., and you know, all of this long lecture, the child is not ready to understand. So none of these stories we can tell them. I can't tell them. People tell them and they get away with it. But I find it difficult to tell any story at all. Because in most of the stories, literal meaning cannot be taken. Always symbolic meaning. So these are all wonderful things. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not criticizing the stories or anything. They are all great spiritual significance, all of them. Except that, as I say, literally, because children will take it literally. And we should only tell them what they can understand, what their mind is able to grasp. That's all we should tell them. Ishwara is one, this and that, you know, they keep repeating children, but nobody understands anything like that. Avinanavitupayana karanam, they already teach children, you know. So what do they understand? But anyway... Maybe they understand, I don't know, but I would not understand if I was a child. That's how I think. <coughs> so, Agnyada, Chetana, so Bhashyakara has to defend what the Upanishad says. Fortunately, is to deal with mature people, so this is okay. So, Agnyada, Chetana, Vatya, Devata. When they say sense organs, what is meant are the presiding deities of sense organs. The organ of speech has agreed the fire as a presiding deity. So, Chetana Vatyo Devata Tami Adhishthitatva The organ of speech is presided over by the deity fire. Now, everybody accepts that Devatas are conscious sentient beings. And then they can talk and walk and do everything there, but this organ of speech which is presided over by the deity fire. Alright, so what? Tadatma viprayana. And there is Tadatma. There is also a sort of an identification. Because the organ of speech is identification with fire which is presiding deity, therefore the organ of speech also acquires the attributes of fire which is the presiding deity. That's called Tadatma. Just as because of the Tadatma, or the mutual pervasiveness of the iron and fire, how each one acquires the attributes of the other, as though similarly also Tadatma, because the deity fire pervades the organ of speech, and therefore organ of speech acquires the attributes of fire, the presiding deity, and fire is a sentient entity, therefore the organ of speech also becomes a sentient or a conscious entity. Abhiprayana Vagadiyanam Chetanavatva Sambhavat. It is from this standpoint that the Chetanatvam, meaning the sentience or consciousness of the speech and other organs, is possible. 
is tenable. Vadanadi vyavahara sambhavadi. Therefore, they are self-conscious. Now, devutas come, they are devutas are self-conscious. And devutas are shown also as having their own complexes and own things, you know, and, and competing with each other, etc. Puranas describe all these kind of things. Poor devutas are also reduced to, you know, human level in the Puranas. That's because of the need to prove the superiority of one deity. So, Vishnu Purana is to prove the supremacy of Lord Vishnu. So, all the rest of the devatas are shown as inferior, as vulnerable, as dependent, as you know, needing help, etc. So, Bhagavadanadi Vyavahara Sambhavati. Now, the organ of the deity fire can talk. And therefore, the organ of speech or deity fire can see, it can hear everything. And so, organ of speech can see and hear everything you can imagine, you know, whatever the... So, uh, even though the organ of hearing cannot speak, but it's presided over by the deity called the dik or the quarters, and those devatas can speak, therefore, the organ of hearing also can speak. <coughs> so, vadanadi vyavahara samvadeti. How do you... Where do you find this kind of vyavahara? Did they talk and they do things? So in Upanishad, all this is described uh, in, in quite elaborately as to how then all the gods are talking to Ishwara, please give us a place where we can dwell and where we can satisfy ourselves. And so Ishwara created the human form. <coughs> okay. Now we can take your place. So the deity fire became speech and entered the mouth. Surya, what is it? Chakshur Bhutva, Netre Pravishat. And so the Surya became the Chakshur, the organ of seeing, and entered this Golaka basically. So the Mukham is the Golaka, is the locus where the organ of speech functions. Eyes are the locus with the organ of sight function, etc. Ityadi Shruti Anusutya Uttaram So with that Shruti in mind, Bhashyakara replies, Tatra So says Bhashya. Tatra Adnyadi Chetanavata Devata Adhishthitatva Vagadina Chetana Vatvam Tavat Siddham Agamataha Tatra. Now, when all these various questions are there, so many questions were there. First of all, how can how can they dispute and compete like they are human beings? Number one, ascension beings. Number two, how can you depart from the body? How can you enter the body? How do you go to Brahmaji? So, of all of them, first question was establishing the sentiency or consciousness of these sense organs. Tatra, there. Agnyadi chetanavad devata adhishthitatvat. 
సుజ్ఞాత చేతనావత్యేవతా అజ్ఞాది చేతనావత్వతా మీన్స్ బీంగ్స్ ఆగమ for this we don't have any reasoning this is what agama this is what the shastra says agnirvagutva mukam pravishad this is what we are told that the vaga the organ of speech has a presiding type of fire the fire became the organ of speech and then entered the mouth that's how tanatma that the fire the presiding deity the the organ of speech is not separate from the fire because fire itself became the organ of speech and entered the mouth <coughs> so siddham agamatah this is already established from the scriptures so you have to very clear what is your pramana it's not reasoning in this case pramana the the source authentic source here is the scriptural statement scriptures <coughs> and all these astikas once you say agamatah you know shastra that nobody can question you because they are astikas nastikas will question everything but then here the main person who arguing is this is the nayayika or tarkika and that person is astika they were agamatah <coughs> now see ramagiri ఏకస్మిందేహేతనాత in one body now so many conscious entities are there all the sense organs are now sentient beings or all the devatas are there you know in one body and there were aneka chetana avadam so there are many who are conscious beings all devatas prasahya viruddha aneka abhipraya anuvidhayatvena and usually the conscious being will have their own opinion about it each one will have their own opinion tunde tunde matir bhinna there is every mind there is always going to be a different opinion therefore viruddha aneka abhipraya anuvidhayate is quite likely that each one of them has their own opinion about how things should be prasay by then they will also enforce prasahya and they will enforce also so it is by force that they will want to uh, impose their own opinion about what is what is what is to be done what is right 
సో విరుద్ధ అనేక అనభిప్రాయ అనువిధాయిత్వేన నచ్చేనండి సో వెన్ సెవెల్ కాన్షియస్ ఎంటిటీస్ ఆర్ దిమాయిస్ ఎవ్రీబడి ఒపీనియన్ మథన ప్రసంగార్ ఇన్ దాట్ కేస్ నా దీస్ ఫలోస్ హ్యావ్ ద రోన్ ఒపీనియన్ అబౌట్ హౌ డూ యూ కండక్ట్ ఇన్ దిస్ బాడీ then even when a fellow wants to go to north other fellow wants to go to south somebody wants to do this somebody wants to keep awake somebody wants to sleep and so they will all pull in their different direction un mathana prasanga this body will be destroyed killed or akriyatva prasanga adva or nothing will be done because this fellow wants to do that but this fellow wants to do the other thing that being the case either nothing will be done or the body won't be able to survive this is what will happen when you accept many conscious entities in one premises you know na aneka chetana adhisthitatvam ekasya dehasya sambhavati dapara this tarkika na you presented agamaya pramana you know vasakana said that agamat sagamata it is scripture say script tarkika are those who who accepts scriptures all right but they will look up they will accept the scriptural statement provided those statements satisfy their rules of reasoning they have their own rules you know so they develop a structure of reasoning and only if the what the scripture say fits into that then they will think that what the scriptures is acceptable so your scripture may say then if you don't accept then you will interpret things differently but scripture says that there are so many devatas here each one of them is a conscious being but this what will happen many independent fellows are there each one of them is independent if each one is independent everybody has an each one has an independent opinion and each one want to assert the opinion also will not accept somebody else's domination and either thing will come to a standstill nothing will function you know i want to then that's it comes to an or it gets uh, you know this is thrown one way or the other and that's why it gets destroyed what the two things will happen therefore na aneka chetana adhisthitatvam ekasya dehas therefore na sambhavati so tarkik says that it doesn't make sense even though agama says there so many devatas are there but then from the standpoint of reasoning it doesn't make sense that each one of these deities is independent then they cannot live together this is this is known from vedic times and on that matter it is known that independent people cannot live together <coughs> so that way this follows the japanese and russians etc they they function by committee that's most amazing indians impossible impossible but most people impossible americans are all, all even in the white house also so much competition so much politics so much is going on there also when you sometimes know the story of what's happening you know there's all big people are there very powerful people are there but how they compete for for domination for superiority for whatever <coughs> and so na aneka chetana adhisthitatvam ekasya dehasam therefore it cannot be that one body is presided over by a number of conscious devatas or conscious beings it then body will not function the fact that body functions means that there was only one ruler 
only one adhisthada or one ruler must be there, then alone the body can function. It cannot function if there are number of rulers. <coughs> so that's it. That's it, tarka, you know. So tarkika. Therefore, the Bhashyakana is Purupaksha. Tartika samay virodhaiti Che Tartika samay virodhaiti Samay here means the, uh, the viewpoint, philosophy. So this, this goes against the Tartika Siddhanta. Tartika Siddhanta virodhaiti This is, you know, this is contrary to the Siddhanta or the principle. Arrived at by Tarkikas or by the logicians. Meaning this is not logical. What it means is that what you are saying is not logical. Kiri said, De egasmin aneka chetanatve. Egasmin de even body aneka chetanavatve. So, so many conscious presiding entities are there. It doesn't mean it is it's not in keeping with the reasoning and therefore this is not right. What you're saying is not right. So alright. Then Anandagiri says, Kim Aneka Shariram Aneka Jetana Adhishitan Bhavadi Kimva Tehi Nirita Karprabhutra Adhishitamidi Vikalvya. So when you say that this is not possible, when you say that it is not possible that there are so many conscious beings in one premises, like body, what do you mean? Kim eka shariram aneka chetana adhisthidam na bhavati. You mean that one body cannot be controlled by many independent entities, is what you mean? Kim va tehi nirnita kartra bhokta adhisthidam Or they decide who is a karta and the bhokta, and so tehi nirnita kartru bhoktru adhisthitam. That all these presiding, all these conscious beings, they arrive at a conclusion. So tehi anegaihi chetanehi nirnita nishchitahe anege kartaraha bhoktarasatat adhisthitam. Do you say that number of conscious beings cannot live together? Or are you, do you mean that each one of them wants to be karta and bhokta, so that is not possible? What do you mean by that? So what do you mean by saying that it does not make sense that so many sentient beings are in one body? Is it because they cannot be or because they decide who is a karta and who is a bhokta? Being the independent decisions are there, that is not possible. <coughs> the idea is that, do you say that several conscious beings cannot be in one place, or do you mean that several independent conscious beings cannot be in one place? A number of entities can be there. If they are not the bosses, all of them, if boss is one, and if all of these follow the orders of the boss, then there is no problem. It is not that having a number of people in one place is impossible. 
it becomes impossible if they independently decide things. Then it's not possible. But if all of them decide things as they are told by somebody else, then it's all right. So are you saying that these devatas cannot, or these conscious beings cannot live together at all? Or do you mean that they cannot live together if they are independent? <coughs> so Vashyakara says, Idi vikalvi adyam dushayati. So, it is not that number of conscious beings cannot be one place, they can be. <coughs> so Vashyakara says, Na Ishwarasya Nimittakarnatva Abhyapagamad. So, no, now this reply also is given in keeping with the Tarkika Siddhanta. So, what Tarkika or Nayaika accept as Siddhanta or the principle based on that, this reply is given. So, Tarkika is answered by his own arguments. Then only he will accept it. Otherwise, he won't accept. Suppose you say, no, this is what we believe. I don't care what you believe, but this is our belief. So this is what you believe, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Then that's what the belief means. So when you say this, this is what it means. Ishwarasya nimitta karnato abhyude, the tarkika also accepts Ishwaras nimitta karnato. Not upadana, but nimitta The nayayika say that there is Ishwara. He is the purusha vishesha. He is a special entity. And he is uh, not even Purusha Vishesha by the Yoga fellows, but Ishwara is a conscious being, but separate from Jagat and separate from other. But then he is omniscient, omnipotent, etc. He is Nimitta Karma, the creator, sustainer, dissolver, ruler, ordainer. So the Nayayikas accept Ishwara. And they also say that everything happens by Ishwara Agnya. For example, the the uh, the Kanadas or Vaisheshikas, they say that the whole universe is made of the five atoms. Meaning the whole universe will reduce to five fundamental atoms of the five elements. So they are the uh, irreducible substratum. And atoms kind of further divided. So when they are all in balance and everything is okay, but then when they decide to combine, then the creation happens. But how do they decide to combine? So Nanyayakas will say that by Ishwara Agnya. It is by the desire of of Ishwara that the, if you say atoms, then they decide to combine. So three gunas and they decide to, uh, there is an imbalance, etc. But the creation takes place by Ishwara Sankalva. So he is a Nivittakar. Meaning that all these Devatas also are here because of Ishwara Sankalpa. It is his Sankalpa that decides what these Devatas do. Many Devatas are not in this argument basically. The Devatas are not independent. So as long as all of them follow the instruction of one ruler or one ordainer, so long there is no problem. A number of conscious entities can be there in one body. And each one of them can perform their respective functions without interfering with each other, provided each one of them has 
their jurisdiction very well marked out. All of them accept that jurisdiction also and function accordingly, then there is no problem. And this is possible if Ishvara is a nimittakarana. He is ordinary. The devatas are not ordinary. They are not nimittakarana. Ishvara is a nimittakarana. <coughs> so in one vakya, Vaishyaka replies, says Anandagiri, Astihi paramate sharirasya jiva adhishtitasya Ishvara adhishtitatvam then paramate, paramate means one niyayakamate, sharirasya, jiva dhishtirasya. The body is presided over by the jiva, but in turn, Ishvara dhishtirakam, the jiva again in turn is presided over by Ishvara. So jivas are not independent and devtas are not independent. Ishvara is independent entity. Tathacha eka shariram aneka chetana adhishtitam na bhavati. Therefore, one body does not become presided over by many conscious beings, is presided over by one devata, namely Ishvara. Therefore, if you think that, because so many adhishtan devatas are there, their body cannot function, their adhishtan devatas are all right, but then they are not rulers, independent rulers, the ultimate ruler is Ishvara. <coughs> Nasti Therefore, sometimes people make an argument without thinking. So here also, Nayayika has made an argument without thinking as to what he himself believes. He himself believes that Ishwara is the ultimate order. So all devatas are ordained by Ishwara. Then where is the question? So how do you argue? So, Nasti Seshwarvadiram Shankar. If you people are Seshwaravadi, meaning you people accept Ishvara, which Nayanikas do, then this question should not occur to you because you know that Ishvara does everything, not the Devata. Why the question? That's how Vasekara said, Na, Ishvara said, Nimittakarana to Hey, you fellows are believers of Ishvara as a Nimittakarana is ordered. So this cannot be your question, this cannot be Tarkeva question. Sandhya Vakya Vibhranandi. This Vakya is a, is a pithy statement. Vibhranandi Bhashyakara explains that further, elaborates it. Yetavadati. Yetavadha Ishwaram Abhipagachande Tardikaha Te Manaadi Karikaranana. Adhyatmikana Bhashyanamcha Prasivyadina Ishvara Dishthitanam Eva Niyamena Pravurti Michande Ratha Divata Yitavat Ishvaram Abhivakachande Tarkikaha Tavat ye means those tarkikas, Ishwaram Bhivagachandi, the tarkikas who accept Ishwara. Ishwara means ruler. The word Ishwara means ruler. Ish means to rule. And Varashpatya means one whose nature it is to rule. So those who accept ruler, what Ishwara means ruler. Abhivagachandi. 
ते मन आदि इंडिविजुअल as well as all the external various forces as and all the other various forces of the nature ishvara adisthira namaeva they say that all of these adhyatmika at the individual level and at the elemental level all of these are adisthira presided over by ishvara by god by the ruler by the ordainer niyamena pravrutti vichchandi Niyamena. Therefore, all of these are niyata. All these karyakana sangha, the individual faculties, as well as the universal various forces, all of these are niyamena, meaning all of these are ruled. They are all controlled. Rathadiva. Just as, so, these are all insentient at the individual level, the earth, etc. are all insentient. Then all the insentient entities are all functioning. How are they functioning? Like a chariot, which is an insentient entity, functions when pulled by horses. <coughs> so an unconscious entity cannot perform any activity unless it is presided over by a conscious being. And we find that all the various sense organs are performing their functions. Even though they are inert, they are performing their functions. And all the elements such as, you know, Vishasvar, Vatah, Pavade, Vishodeti, Surya, Vishasmad, Vishchendrasya, etc. So you find that the wind blows and the clouds rain, etc. So all the insentient entities also are functioning, performing their functions in a very regulated manner, not even in a haphazard manner. So wind blows according to rules. as control so all of these forces internal and external all of them control we find so the controller just say the chariot can run only the speed at which the horses are pulling it chariot doesn't have freedom to run slowly or faster chariot runs as determined or controlled by the sentient entity similarly also all of these functions function as determined by ishwar <coughs> प्रशासने गावी सूर्याचंद्रमसौ विदृतौ तिष्ठ 
how while under the mighty rule of the immutable Hegarli, the sun and the moon also are held in their respective positions. So that's what Nyayika say, that everything is determined by Ishwara. So they should not have a problem. They should not have a problem accepting that all the sense organs perform their functions as though they are sentient because it is Ishwara who makes them perform. And so earth and water etc. all of these also function as though they are sentient entities because Ishwara rules them to be so. <coughs> so this is how Kim Eka Shariram Aneka Chetana Adhishtitam Navadi Aneka Chetana Adhishtitam I was saying that one body cannot be presided over by many conscious entities. So it is not. The ultimate presiding entity is Ishwara. And therefore, we are not saying that one body is presided over by or ruled by many conscious beings. Pakimba Tahi Nirani the Kartrabhoktra Dishitamidi. Or they decide who is a karta and who is a bhokta and that person actually controls. Is that what you mean? So that is being replied now, sir. Dhritiyam Pratyaya Nachayati. Nacha asmabhe anyadhyaha chetanavatyobhe devataha adhyatmam bhoktyaha but you fellows, you Vedantins, accept that all the entities are sentient beings. Because of identification with their presiding deities, all of these are sentient beings. Then, does it mean each one of them is karta and bhokta? The idea is, is each one of them independently? So, taihi nirnita, nirnita nishchita kartra bhokta. So they decide who is the karta and bhokta. So if they are all conscious beings, then does it mean that there are so many kartas and so many bhoktas in one body? Is that what the Vedantins are telling us? So we are not saying that. We accept that the devatas are there. All of them are conscious beings, sentient beings, all night. But they don't have kartrutu bhokta, independent kartrutu bhokta. They appear to be doing things and enjoying things also. But they don't have the independent doership and enjoyership. That's a smabhi, adna, adnya, dyaha, chetana, vatyobi, devata. Even though we Vedantins accept Agriyanadas as the conscious deities, still, adhyatma, bhoktrayana, but we don't accept that in the body that Agni actually enjoys or experiences or Agni does things. So that kartrutva, bhoktrutva belongs to the, and the devatas who are living in this body, we don't accept. As Agni, it has kartrutva, bhoktrutva, all right. But as living in this body, it doesn't have independent kartrutva, bhoktrutva. Kim tarhi, so Agni does have its field of jurisdiction. However, here the kartrutva, bhoktrutva is not independent. Kim tarhi, then what do we accept? So Vashyakarana says, Kimtarhe Karya Karnavati Namhe Tasa Pranayika Devata Vedana Adhyatma Adibhuta Adidaiva 
considering the manifestation of individual level and the cosmic level, but all these manifestations are, manifestations are manifestations or expressions of one devata, namely prana or sutrana. All of them from adhyakshata matrena, niyanta, ishvara, abhivagamyate, all of them are ruled by one ishvara. But then who rules Ishvara? Because Ishvara also is character of Sangada. Says no, no, Adhikshara Matrana. In his very presence. So all that Ishvara needs for ruling all these fellows is just the presence. So ruled by Ishvara by mere presence. That's what Vashakara implies. We'll continue tomorrow. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Madhaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punapunaha Ishvaro Guruatmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vatvyakta Vihaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Vyodamaha Hari Om